Cam and Kristen's Real Estate Show. Sounds like Canberra. Sounds like Mix 106.3. Moving? Connect your electricity and gas the day you move with local energy experts, ACTU AGL. For T's and C's, visit actuagl.com.au. Hi there, this is Cam Sullings. Each Saturday between 9 and 10, Kristen and I host the Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. And this is what we featured in the show last weekend. Krista, I'm used to opening emails that have, you know, um, headlines that are clickbait and they're designed to hook you in and -hmm. then the story is usually very much different to what the headline says. Yeah, Uh, and you go, damn it, they got me again. (laughs) So, however, on Thursday I opened one and I just went, whoa. And the headline was pretty much Canberra is now the second most expensive city to buy a house. Wow. How did we get here? And that's the question you have to ask. So um, a former co-host on this very show... She's beautiful. ...is, of course, Dr Nicola Powell, data scientist and Domain's Chief of Research and Economics, and she joins us now. Welcome back, Nicola. Do that and say good morning again. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. So how did we get here? How is Canberra the second most expensive city to buy a house in? Look, it's just extraordinary. It's mm. the strongest upswing in Canberra's house price history. So house prices are up just over 32% over the last 12 months. So that's an increase of $720 a day over the last uh, 365 days. Whoa. It's just something that is unbelievable. And I think, you know, we've still got rising prices in largely what was a lockdown quarter. You know, we've, we've been in lockdown over the September quarter. Mm. And, you know, that really didn't determine buyers we were obviously at transactional activity did drop but overall strong prices are still being achieved so you as a numbers person when you have a look at the numbers that come through what do you think you look at it and you just go it's unbelievable like you say that's hundreds of dollars a day yes and look i think for canberra i was probably more so surprised because canberra doesn't go through these big price swings say like sydney and melbourne do so it's very rare to see such a significant upswing in canberra's price history and we've got 30 years of price history this is how long we go back in time Mm. um so it's very very unusual i mean normally we see much more modest gains in prices but this is every single price point. We've got every single region at record high prices. It is just a, it, well, it's a boom um, mm. that we haven't seen before. So, Nicola, can you put your finger on why? Is it because people are trying to get out of your Sydney's and your Melbourne's? Is it, I don't know, people are getting out of their units and getting into a house. Why are we seeing this boom? Yeah, there's a number of things. Uh, Firstly, supply has really been an issue. Um, You know, when I'm looking at the total supply on the market in Canberra, all I keep seeing is it's going down, down, down. Mm. And that's because we've got high levels of demand. We've got buyers being supported by historic low interest rates. And we've all saved a lot more. We're not travelling internationally. We're we're not really travelling interstate. We're not buying, you know, as many clothes as we used to or coffees, you know. We're saving more. So we're diverting that savings into our homes. So, interestingly, house prices are up, but that's not the case with units. So, we've got a bit of a divergence between house and unit prices in the ACT. It's a record price gap uh, between the two property types. And this is one of the trends that we've seen across all of our cities is this preference for houses. We've seen such strong levels of growth in houses versus units across all of our cities. 
Um, I think it is the preference for larger homes. Um, you know, as we've been in and out of lockdowns and we've spent more times in our homes, um, I think it has put them in the spotlight. Um, and as well, you know, unit, units, we have seen lots of development, which has weighed on the level of growth uh, for units compared to houses. Houses are much more undersupplied, which is mm. why we've seen such a boom in price. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, there's plenty of conversation to be mm-hmm. had in and around that, mu- mu- much more than sort of just four minutes, which unfortunately that's all we've got time for. But Nicola, uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Yeah, and, we love you. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Dr. Nicola Powell, data scientist and Domain's Chief of Research and Economics, looking at uh, that staggering news. This next guest mm. uh, is joining us as a result of the conversation that we had last week. And again, a Zango video that I did at a beautiful place in Ainsley. And Kristen, we were talking about these beautiful gardens. Oh, and think like Royal English Garden. Mm. Oh, the box hedges, you know, the roses, the paths. It was beautiful. And I, I just kind of mentioned it cam on the air like i wonder if you know when you're selling a home how much the garden comes into play mm. because they like some of those trees are, are mature trees and whether the, those mature trees can indeed add value to your yeah. home so james mcpherson um is the managing director and principal consultant uh, at goldleaf tree services james joins us back on the show because he will be able to answer these questions good morning mate how are you I'm excellent. How are you going? Really good. Okay, so let's put it to you. Can trees add value to a property? And and have you got an example of somewhere where that has been the case? Uh, Well, 100%. uh, They add value to property. And um, I I have so many examples, but this place in Angela that you're talking about just sounds like just one example where the green space still on the block outside the house would would be adding easily... $50,000, $50,000, if not more, to the value of that property. If that was gone, that, mm. that house is worth less. It's just that simple. Yeah. Wow. And can you place an actual dollar value on specific trees? Uh, you can. Tree valuation is, is tricky because mm. it can be a little bit subjective and uh, someone would look at a tree that they, you know, they planted for a special reason and it's been growing in their backyard for 20 years. Like in their mind, that tree is priceless. You know, there is no dollar, there's no dollar value you could put on that tree. Yep. However, there are certain formulas and stuff like that that as a consulting arborist, we can use to attempt to put a dollar value on a tree. And the numbers can get significantly, you know, the numbers can get significant when you factor in the size of a tree, mm. you know, a particular species, if it's got a long life expectancy and it's a big, healthy, uh, big, healthy tree, you know, you can you can get tree valuations in the six figures with, like, easily. That happens a lot. And uh, uh, they're massive assets. You know, I, they provide enormous amount of value and a big, healthy tree takes a long time to grow. You can't well, just throw it up to a nursery and replace it. Totally. Yeah. But I can also imagine, James, on the other end of the scale, a complicated, really, like, high-level, amazing garden could turn people off a house because they just go, oh, God. Too hard. Well, I've got three kids. Like, um, nobody nobody got time for these hedges. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that can be true. And, and there's no such thing as a, a zero-maintenance garden, is what I tell people. So if you've got any sort of living elements in your garden they're going to require some sort of attention sometimes but um i mean i think the effort's worth it and i don't i don't know i think i tend to think that if you're looking at a garden like this one in ainsley for example where it's got 
established garden and it's all nicely clipped hedges and all that sort of stuff. Look, if you're um, able to afford a property like that, you can probably afford to pay someone to maintain it for you. <laughs> yes. I would suggest. Yes, like, yes. I mean, or, or, or you're a very keen gardener and you do it yourself, yeah. you know. But um, these big blocks in Canberra, these big blocks where they've got established trees and all the gardens and stuff like that, I mean, we know that Canberra house prices are getting crazy and, yeah. um, you know, you've sort of got to factor that in to the budget, but it's it's a worthwhile investment maintaining that. Your trees and your garden are an appreciating asset. Okay. They gain, they increase in value the bigger they get, they're yep. providing more benefits. It's a worthwhile investment. Okay, after them. as we wrap it up, what's the most magnificent tree that you've seen <laughs> at a suburban property? Oh, well, you're asking me to just pick one, Cam, yeah. that's pretty tough. <laughs> um, look, a few come to mind. I've got, there's a client of ours in, o, in O'Connor that's got two massive pin oaks at the back of their house and then they build a deck around that. That's oh, quite a show. Yeah. Um, the trade-off for them is awesome shade and a fantastic autumn show. But then come winter, they get very well acquainted with their rake. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, imagine. lots of sweeping as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Lots of raking, lots of raking. <laughs> but, then, but then they get that winter sun coming through the tree, warming up the back of the house as well. But um, look, there's so many to name, but certainly trees um, are super important in Canberra. There's legislation that protects them for yep. a very good reason, yep. uh, because they improve our lives. Simply, simply, they just make our lives better. Yep. They're yeah. worth the investment. They're worth holding on to and, and looking after. All right, James, that's been fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, babe. James McPherson, Managing Director and Principal Consultant at Goldleaf Tree Services. Kristen, you'll know hot, hot days are par for the course here in the nation's capital, right? Of in, in, in summer, we've got that period of sort of January through February uh, into March where... You can have some stinkers. 100%. And so as the talk of climate change, of course, increases mm. and uh, the idea of urban heating becomes something that is of a concern. Um, there's been a recent project that's taken place now, not here in Canberra, up north uh, in the Campbelltown, Blacktown area, and it's been run by the local councils up there. So it was the Cool Seal Road Coating Project. Now, when I read about this through the week, I thought this is pertinent for mm. Canberra and surrounding areas in our really, really hot days. So I thought we'd invite the Mayor of Blacktown City Council, Tony Bleasdale, to the show to talk about this project. And he joins us right now. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Cam. How are you? Really, really good, mate. So please tell us about the Cool Seal Coating Project and, and how it worked. Well, mate, look, we're facing the same rising temperatures, as you probably know, same as Canberra and Blacktown City. You know, it's a city of 405,000 people, but this product, Cool Seal, it's a very revolutionary product in that it's a seal that goes across the asphalt mm. and uh, it's in the form of a paint and uh, for the roads and it's designed, of course, to lower the surface temperatures due to it being a lighter colour. So, Blacktown City, we partnered with Western Sydney University, City of Parramatta and Campbelltown City Council. So, we've been investigating the, the effects of cool seal coating and made it's all about reducing the surface heat on the roads and car mm. parks and uh, we've uh, in blacktown city we trialed it at ropes crossing which is a suburb of uh, blacktown and uh, with heat monitoring uh, that's being conducted by western sydney university 
over the summer and uh, it's marked probably the first trial of its kind in uh, in councils in New South Wales. Mm. So we're delighted with some of the results, mate. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, Tony. I mean, it sounds revolutionary. What were the results? Are you happy with it? Yeah, look, the results recently uh, released and found um, that uh, unshaded pavements coated in cool seal were between 6 and 11 degrees cooler than uncoated pavements. So you can imagine uh, the trials found that the products being especially effective in reducing these surface temperatures of unshaded surfaces on hot days. Look, we've had temperatures in Quakerzill and areas of Blacktown, 49 degrees. Well, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so, you know, you can imagine, we as a council, we've got to do something going forward in not only planting trees, but dealing mm. with uh, planning, how do we cool down the suburbs in terms of the asphalt and the like. So this product, I've got to tell you, is uh, very exciting and overall mm-hmm. it's found that it will reduce uh, the surface temperatures it's which is great so i guess you guys really feel that projects like these are very important for urban planning oh look absolutely you know we we uh, grow i've got a growth rate of four plus six six percent the uh, planning in blacktown city is gigantic so uh, we're exploring all these measures to c- combat the uh, issue of rising urban heat it, re- it is really a real problem yeah and stress of course on communities so urban development and climate change i must tell you is in fact accelerating these kinds of issues for our communities so uh, our region of course is expecting increased temperatures like canberra mm. over the coming years so we've got to get out there and do something in regards to this increasing heat uh, you know, the impact on our local communities, populations, and, of course, the economies. Because, you know, unless we do something, it's a massive economic drain on uh, on, community, yep. on communities. Yeah. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for giving, some, uh, giving us some insight on that this morning. As I said, when I first saw that through the week, I went, wow, that's um, an amazing project and we mm. need to learn more. So thank you. No, it's a pleasure, Cam, and uh, hopefully we can all work together to... Uh, protect our communities. I'm, I'm really delighted at these kinds of developments, you know. Wonderful. All right, uh, have a wonderful day. Tony Bleasdale, uh, Bleasdale right there, Mayor of Blacktown City Council, talking about the Cool Sill Road Coating Project. Well, those are the interviews we most enjoyed in last week's Mix 106.3 Real Estate Show. If you love hearing about the latest trends or you're just up for a sticky beak, be sure to drop by for a listen this Saturday between 9 and 10. It's all thanks to Actual AGL, the real estate show with Cam and Kristen on Mix 106.3.